Welcome to Let's Talk Cake. I'm Carrie. And I'm Savannah. And on today's episode, we will be talking to Liz from Sprinkle Pop. Cakes can truly just steal the show of a party. I approach mixing frosting the same way that I would mix paint. I'm ready to do more. I need to do more. Send me your cake recipes. Send me everything you have. I Send me everything. You know, baking is... It's such a craft. All of your senses are involved, and it's such an expression, and it's cozy, and it's so rewarding. Honestly, I'm sure everyone has been touched by cake in some way. Hi, you guys. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Let's Talk Cake, a podcast by cakers for cakers. I'm Savannah, and I'm here with my mom, Carrie, and together we own the dessert studio in Utah. So this week in the bakery was a little off. Some things went well and some things not quite so well, but we thought that the cancellations and postponements were winding down with all this COVID stuff. And unfortunately, this week we got hit by a couple of pretty big ones. Yeah, Um, we definitely kind of went through a little phase of people were kind of changing their dates and and all of that but and now people have been rescheduling and honestly yeah. we kind of thought we were like coming kind of out of it, it. Yeah. <laughs> and then this week we actually had two full-on cancellations yeah. and so those those are kind of hard <laughs> for sure and so it's definitely good that we did have a strong contract in place to make it clear that you're not going to get a full refund because yeah. that that would just hurt the business too yeah. much. And Otherwise, so, we'd have taken a bigger financial hit than it already yeah. is. So. so we're definitely working with those couples to figure out um, kind of what they can get for their deposit that they've already put down. And then we'll have to refund the rest, which is unfortunate, but... Yeah, I don't know. It just felt like it was kind of over all of that hard stuff, but it looks like it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, and we do. We are coming out of the COVID stuff to some degree. I mean, we're having more of the the birthdays and celebrations and stuff like that. We're getting more orders like that, but but kind of hurts when you get those those big hits. And we're still waiting for a lot of our brides to reschedule, which is also a little bit scary because we are a two person operation, and if we have too many of them reschedule at the same time, then it's going to make for some pretty awful weekends. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so we're hoping that they're somewhat spaced. But then, speaking of awful, <laughs> we had a we we got a really sweet text or message this week saying that it looks like we have such a great relationship, and we do. We get along really well, and most of the time we most of the time things go off without a hitch. But this was one of those weeks where. I don't know. Things were a little bit of bit at odds, and we had a cake that nothing was working right on. We had to redo some things multiple times, and it, it got just, a little it was testy. Just one of those, <laughs> one of those weeks, and we were so slammed this week. We had so many orders, and and it was a tiring week for sure. And yeah, and then of course when. You're hungry and tired, and <laughs> things aren't going well on a cake. You'll definitely <laughs> we get a little at each mad. <laughs> <laughs> we had a little yelling at each other. I think we scared some of the family that was upstairs because <laughs> we were we were not very happy about a few things. But 
I don't know. We made it through and we, we both apologized. And, yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most important part. Don't we, be afraid <laughs> to apologize when you act like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. So that message was funny just because, I mean, over the podcast, when you're listening, we're we're laughing, we're having fun together. But there definitely are those days when when. I don't know. It's just not as easy to yeah. <laughs> to laugh and smile with each other. But yeah, I think the most important part is just to realize when you're wrong, apologize, and and now we're over it, and it's a new week. And, and since we both yelled at each other, and- <laughs> we were both wrong to some degree. So, but all is well at the dessert studio. <laughs> <laughs> we're hoping for a better, more smooth week this next week, and yeah, but. I mean, you just have some of those weeks, and that's fine, and you just get over it, and you just keep going, so. Yeah, but we're really excited today because we're going to be talking to Liz from Sprinkle Pop, and I don't know about you, but most of us in the cake world like sprinkles, and so we're excited to talk to her, and let's go ahead and get her on. Hi, Liz. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So... We'll just jump right in. I'm excited to hear about Sprinkle Pop and how it all came about. <laughs> well, it's, it's been quite a journey, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, why don't you just take us back to the beginning of kind of how it started and just the mm-hmm. journey that you've been on ever since? Sure. So um, I have been doing cake decorating as like a side business since I was like 15. Um, So I've always kind of been in that realm. Um, I went to college, got a degree in finance, worked in the oil and gas industry. That's all the boring stuff, but all the while doing cake on the side. Um, And about three and a half years ago now, um, I was working on a baby shower cake. It was a, all all the cake people understand this, a baby sprinkle. So the theme was the sprinkle cake, obviously. and I, she had a very specific color palette and I, I couldn't find the sprinkles that I was looking for. I ended up uh, buying white sprinkles and dyeing them in my kitchen. Um, and I had seen some of these designer sprinkles out there before. I mean, I certainly won't say that I invented them. Um, and I really liked them, but I couldn't find the custom aspect that I was looking for. So I ended up making them myself and kind of just had that like very stereotypical aha moment. I um, texted my husband. I was like, hey, I think I could maybe sell these. Yeah. <laughs> and he wasn't he wasn't so excited about the idea. He thought it was pretty dumb. Uh, <laughs> but uh, look who's laughing now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's really – it was that one cake that started the whole thing. Um, that weekend, I was – I'm one of those people that like kind of like jumps in head first on things. So, like, I didn't really have to think about it. I was like, I'm going to try this. So, I had, like, a whole book of names that I went through and landed on Sprinkle Pop, like, within, like, five days of this idea. And then um, my husband and I had a trip planned um, to, to Paris over that – the next couple weeks. And so, I had to – kind of pause that. But as soon as I got back, I, you know, bought the domain, set up the website, you know, filed for the business license. And um, I launched in March of 2017. And I mean, the rest is history. (laughs) Wow. So how long from the idea until you were actually in business did it take you? Three months. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, you're a go getter. (laughs) So so what was that learning curve like? Because you mentioned that you had just started to dye your own sprinkles. 
So where where did it go from there, from just dyeing your own sprinkles to actually creating these these incredible combinations and everything? Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of the the original concept was actually like I dyed everything, so I didn't buy anything pre colored. Um, I was dyeing everything in my kitchen at home and kind of like refining that process over a lot of trial and error. Um, and then eventually as the business grew that the, when I could find good product that was already colored, I'll bring that in. And then, but still today over, I would say 60% of our colors are dyed in house because that's just like our whole core model is that we have colors that no one else has. Mm-hmm. So you were making a cake and that's what, and looking for the right sprinkles is what prompted you. So do you still work on cakes or are you all sprinkles now? I'm pretty much all sprinkles. The only time I do cakes is for marketing material for sprinkles. Okay. Um, it's, it's pretty rare that I'll make a cake just for the heck of it. I don't I definitely don't take orders anymore. Um, in fact, it's been... I stopped taking orders in 27, like the fall of 2017. I took my last uh, cake order. And then I think just recently, I finally um, redirected my Liz Bakes Cakes page to Sprinkle Pop. I was like, I don't think I need this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So are you, you're in Texas, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so how many people do you employ now? So I have 10 employees and Four are full-time and the rest are part-time. Very cool. So it just started out in your home and now you're in a sprinkle factory, right? Yeah. So I was at home um, from March until May of the following year in 2018. I ended up launched in March, did the business basically on the side of my full-time job up until December. Um, Anyone who's followed Sprinkle Pop knows that we've had partnerships with Sweet Ams and that really helped like launch our business and get our name out there like really big because she was so viral at the time. Um, and so once we did that partnership, it was like pretty clear that we had like a real true proof of concept. I mean, I had been making sales all year. It was doing well, but that was just really a huge game changer for us. And so my husband and I decided that I would quit my job and focus on that full time. So um, up until May of 2018, then we moved into the warehouse that we're in now and we're actually negotiating a lease on a larger space now. So it's been like growing like crazy. And it's I can't believe that I've already, we're in a 2,800 square foot warehouse right now and we are bursting at the seams. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I guess your uh, I guess your idea really did have legs. <laughs> For sure, <laughs> it really did. I think it's funny because like the funniest thing is how like bought into the whole concept my husband is now. I mean, even he loves to cook, uh, and this weekend he was baking actually a cake. Surprisingly, not like a tiered cake or anything. It was um, just a cake with fruit fruit in it. I walked in the kitchen. He was like sprinkling <laughs> some of our sprinkles on top of it, like completely <laughs> unprompted. And I looked at him, I was like, what are you doing? Because it's kind of out of character for him. And he's like, well, I mean, if I'm going to make a cake, I might as well. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I hope you took a picture for your marketing. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did. That's awesome. So what makes your sprinkles different than the other sprinkles out there? 
So um, what are the, a couple things that make us different. So first off, obviously, is the custom colors. Like I said, over 60% of our colors that we have are custom dyed in-house. It's our proprietary process. Um, and we have colors like burgundy and mint and rose gold, which is actually our most popular color. Um, and we even like bring in seasonal colors. So this fall we'll have like a pumpkin spice color and then a sage green. So another thing that sets Sprinkle Pop apart is our little specialty characters that we have in quite a few of our sprinkle mixes. Our customers really go crazy for those pieces. So we have little hand done, it's all done by hand, royal icing, uh, you know, like bunnies for Easter, little mummies and ghosts for Halloween. We have uh, wafer paper unicorns and our unicorn sprinkle mix, which is actually really popular. And those are all punched by hand. Um, and then we have really cute pressed sugar pieces. And these are the kind of things that our customers, you know, even though there's only a couple pieces in each bottle because they're quite labor intensive to produce, they really just can't get enough of them. And actually this year we started offering them as add-ons so you can buy the sprinkle mix with them in. And if you want more pieces, you can buy additionals, which oh, is something cool. that our customers have been begging us for for so long. But I finally got the manpower to be able to do that. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. What a cool idea. So do you design all of the mixes yourself and all of the little add-ins? I do. I personally do. So myself, and then I work with my marketing director and she'll kind of tell me like, Hey, people are asking for this or, Hey, I'm seeing this is, this trend is coming up. But for the most part, like I just kind of have a vision, like even something simple is like, I'll see like a gift bag at the grocery store <laughs> and love like the color palette on. I'm like, okay, that's a sprinkle mix. I need to go keep that in mind. I'll take a picture of it. Um, or I'll look through Pinterest for trends and even like for the holidays, I'll just look at like holiday color palettes. Um, and I like to look through that stuff and just kind of see what goes together. And then we make a formula for a tester and I have my production team put together a sample. And if we like it, we put it through to production. And if we don't, we put it in mystery sprinkles. <laughs> Very cool. That's awesome. So I know sometimes cake makers sort of think in cake, uh, the way you were just describing like a gift bag or something. It sounds like you've translated all of that over into sprinkles now. Yeah, it really is. It's the same same way my brain worked for cake. I just, you know, you just kind of see something and you're like, oh, yes, I need to I need to cake that. But for me, it's it's sprinkles. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> so have you always had that eye for kind of those textures and colors? Because that's definitely something that sets your sprinkles apart is just the the textures and the colors, like you said. So have you always kind of had that eye for that? Oh, thank you. Um, honestly, I, I'm going to say no to that question. I, I don't know what it is. I feel like I just had a calling for sprinkles, but it was like, as soon as I got started with it, it just kind of like came to me. And even now, like when we're, when we're developing a new sprinkle mix, like I'll start with a formula on my computer and then print it out and give it to them. And as soon as they make it, like you know right or right away like okay no this isn't right it needs more that word texture is so key when we're doing sprinkle mixes because sometimes they just look flat like you know you're you love the colors but you're like this is this is boring like it needs something and so um i think i've just developed that eye for it over the course of um building this business cuz I feel like if I look back at the cakes that I did, they they weren't, I mean, I'm I'm very good. I don't want to like toot my own horn, but I'm very good at cake decorating. But like, I don't feel like I was like 
artistic in the way that some other cake decorators are like say like Shannon Bond where she has like a very signature design and like an aesthetic like I didn't really have that I was just really taking orders if that makes sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so you you see them and if they're a little flat they need something to make them pop (laughs) (laughs) yeah no exactly that yes (laughs) very cool and so as a cake maker were you kind of seeking for something that kind of I don't know expanded your cake world or did it just kind of happen like just in your kitchen that one night needing a needing a certain color scheme it it did kind of just happen um and then when I got started with it the the original goal was always to be like a high-end wedding cake designer because that's the kind of cakes that I like to do with like the sugar flowers and the you know Kajillion tears like that was where my heart was at and so I wanted to eventually quit my job and do that but I just couldn't see how the money would be there in comparison to what I was making in finance Mm -hmm. Um, and so then I was like well I could do this sprinkle thing I can do it out of the house I can sell it on the side and then between the two of them you know maybe that would be enough and then you know that just quickly didn't turn out to be the case which is great news for me because now I get to play with sprinkles all day but mm-hmm. um it really was kind of its its own thing that just kind of happened like it's so such a fate thing for me because it, there was there was no plan for this it just it happened so quickly yeah that's awesome that's one way I guess to know that you're kind of on the right path as if everything falls into place perfectly yeah yeah <laughs> for sure so what has been your biggest challenge along the way of starting Sprinkle Pop? I think my biggest challenge, and it's it's honestly, it's an ongoing challenge, is the growth, which is, and I don't, like, obviously that's a great problem to have, but it is so hard to keep stuff in stock, to plan for the future, um, and then like here, I, I'm in this, I'm in a lease here for, I'm on a three-year lease and I'm, I'm having to leave early because, you know, there was no way to plan for this level of growth. Mm-hmm. And so that is like a constant struggle for me. And I, I do think that the, my financial background is really helping me with that because I'm able to do modeling and, and keep a tight rein on all the finances and everything. But it is, it's a constant struggle to you know, try and keep enough product in stock and stay ahead of the trends and keep all your customers happy. Um, And so that I think has been just such a huge learning curve and it's an, and it's an ongoing learning curve, but it's kind of exciting because like I said, it's, it's a great problem to have, but at the same time, you're like, you know, you think you planned enough and then you didn't. And then it's frustrating because as a business owner, you're like, well, I just left this much money on the table because I didn't plan appropriately. <laughs> that is a hard thing, though, because you don't want to, I mean, you wouldn't have wanted to jump into an even bigger space right off and have more overhead exactly. just in case it exactly. wa- wasn't going to go crazy like it has. So, yeah, I can see how that would be difficult. So yeah, what has no, been the most fun? Exactly what has been the most fun part of this so far for you? Oh, um, couple things. I, I mean, the, the most fun is always making a new sprinkle mix, especially I'm, I love holiday sprinkles the most because they're so themed and I get really excited about that. 
So when we like get to watch a new sprinkle mix come together, especially like when I've been planning it for a while and I have a vision in my head and then I get to see it, I get really, really excited. It's like sometimes I have to have like themed music playing in the background <laughs> when I'm seeing it come together. It's just real fun. And then the other thing that I've really loved is um, getting to go to, I've gone to like quite a few cake decorating trade shows. Um, and we even went to Cake International a couple of years back in, in the UK. And it's just been really so much fun to meet people. Even it's it's a weird thing because, you know, we have a pretty large social media following now. And I, I was pretty embedded in the cake decorating community online already. And so when people come up to me at a show and they're like, oh, my God, I've been following you forever. And it's weird because that's like I'm not any sort of like influencer, if that makes sense. But I think just because they've seen the company grow and saw me before I actually started it. So it, it's it's really cool thing to meet people who like know my story already. Yeah, they've kind of been on your journey with you. Yeah, yeah, it's so fun. So speaking of social media, um, how has, has that played a role in Sprinkle Pop and its fast growth? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think one of the best decisions I made last year was hiring my um, director of marketing. And she is just... A beast. I mean, I could not keep up with social media. I mean, you know, as a small business owner, you're you're wearing so many hats, and something eventually has to give. And the social media was the the point that was giving. Just because to really be successful at it, you have to be on there all the time, commenting, interacting, posting. You've got to be up with the trends. We're just now getting on TikTok, which everyone is you know crazy about. But I'm like maybe a little too old for it. So I don't fully get it. But I'm like, you know what, if that's where the people are, that's where we're going to be. I'm here for it. But I think you you live or die as a company if, if you're not on social media. For sure. Yeah. Especially in something that's so visual, I think, which cakes oh, and sprinkles yeah. and that kind of thing are such a visual thing. Yeah, for sure. Actually, our Facebook ads, like we primarily just run videos of us mixing sprinkles and people just like cannot get enough of them. In fact, they were clamoring for longer videos. And so we just, and it's so weird because you see people like, they'll be like, yeah, more, we want longer videos. And I mean, a lot of people. And so finally we post longer videos and they're like saying thank you in the comments on the ads, which is oh, just so funny. silly. I have seen some of those where you're mixing the sprinkles yeah. and it is oddly satisfying. It's so satisfying. Yeah, it's pretty satisfying. Yeah. That's awesome. So just referring to social media kind of, because it is, it goes hand in hand, but how has the cake community just like impacted the success of Sprinkle Pop and and the community that you've built around Sprinkle Pop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that I don't think that we could be where we are today with without that. It's such a tight knit community. I I actually started. I don't know if you know who um, Kara Andretta is, and she had like a. a what was it called? It was like a university for, you know, small business cakers wanting to like take their business to next level. And I kind of embedded myself in her tribe and she had quite a few followers at the time. And, and so from there, it was like when I launched Sprinkle Pop, it was like, I already had my tribe that was following me. So that, that initial, um, group of people was so instrumental in like spreading the word about Sprinkle Pop. And then now 
honestly, like I, we wouldn't be able to even be successful on social media without the cake decorating community because they are the ones that are creating quite a bit of the content that we're able to share with our product, which is, it's just so much fun to see what people do with our sprinkles and to see um, the way that sprinkles have changed. <laughs> this is going to sound so weird, but like now when someone makes a cake, they tag the sprinkle company that they made. Like yeah. it's it's such a weird concept. Like they weren't people weren't doing that two years ago. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's true. It's definitely um, there's just so many different avenues of social media that you can that you can tap into. That it's actually that in itself has a huge learning curve. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And that's why, like, um, my my marketing director Taryn, she you know, when she came on, I was, it was just Facebook and Instagram. And I was like, okay, but we also need to be on Twitter and LinkedIn. And I mean, at some point I knew TikTok was coming around the bend and Pinterest and there's, so, it's, it's really more than a full-time job to manage all of that. It yeah. is so much and you have to be so active on it. It's, it's wild. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great that you've got that help. <laughs> One day we'll do that. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's the plan. Very cool. So what do you see as the future for Sprinkle Pop? Obviously, you're moving into a new space, a bigger space, but how, how, what are your plans for world domination? <laughs> <laughs> I'm building my Sprinkle Empire. Um, right now, like I really have my sights just set on getting into that new space and getting um, really tightening up a lot of our our production controls, um, that, that is a learning curve in itself and making sure that you're like completely, completely FDA compliant. Yeah. So right now I'm really focused on getting into that new warehouse space, getting our production controls really tightened up. Um, I'd love to be able to offer some more allergen friendly things that we're just not able to do just based on the sheer, the actual setup of our location now and getting kosher certifications and stuff like that. Like those like nitty gritty details that aren't very exciting. That's, that's kind of what I'm focused on right now. And then obviously like long-term I, you know, it's so crazy. Like long-term I'd really like to get in with some like bigger grocery chains and stuff like that, pick up some bigger clients. I have my heart set on Disney at some point. Nice. Oh. Um, and we are planning on launching um, some, I don't know if I should tell you some like kind of like a sub brand that is maybe targeted towards like sports and stuff that I think will be a potentially interesting avenue to go down. So that's all I'll say about that. Very <laughs> cool. So you're working on some licensing deals? Something like that, yes. Cool. Awesome. That's fun. Well, that is so cool just hearing your journey and kind of just witnessing that success because, yeah, you really, I don't know, just you found it. And that's so cool to see just that you were just a caker and now you've got a crazy big company making incredible sprinkles. So I think that that's are also, so cool. They're also helping the cake community. So Absolutely, that's, yeah. that's <laughs> pretty cool. And you, and you found, you can tell that you feel passionate about it. And that I think is one of the things we've discovered so much in doing this podcast is, is how passionate people are about whatever avenue they take. And there are different mm -hmm. journeys for everybody, but, um, when you find the right one for you, it just clicks. And that's, that's a cool it, thing to see. It, it really does. I mean, I can remember when I was at leaving my other job 
finally to do this. And it was like, I was, I hated going to work every day. And I've been doing this for, I mean, only two years now. So it's not like 10 years or anything, but it doesn't, even though I would say I work probably three, four times as hard and as long as I did at my other job, it never really feels like work. I'm never, I don't ever wake up and I'm like, oh, I don't really feel like working today because I just, I like it. It's all interesting to me. It's fun. Every day is a new journey. And I think obviously I'm very personally invested in it. So, you know, it just, it's, it's really been a dream come true. I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, I can't believe my husband. It's so funny. I think about like, he's just like, yeah, follow your dreams. I mean, what, what a great spouse. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. For sure. And I'm sure that along the way, he's seeing that it actually is working out for you. And that, I mean, it's a, it's a nice little circle to have going. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because when we first started dating, he was in grad school. So I was actually mostly supporting us. I was going to call him like his sugar mama. And then, (laughs) you know, he, he got out of school and got a really good job and like started out earning me. And now I'm like, okay, it's only a matter of time. (laughs) I'm going to flip the table again here. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. Sounds like a good partnership. (laughs) (laughs) Highly competitive. (laughs) Very cool. Well, Liz, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners and the Kate community about Sprinkle Pop? Oh, just that I am pretty, pretty excited about our fall line coming out. So definitely keep your eyes peeled for that because I think it's probably going to be the best collection that we have ever released. Cool. I'm excited. That's cool. It's like a fashion show, but sprinkles. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and for sharing some of these cool things about your business with our listeners. Absolutely. And um, good luck. Good luck in the future. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. I love doing this kind of stuff. Thank you so much, Liz. That was so fun. And I know sprinkles are just, they're happy and they're fun things to work with and on donuts, I want my sprinkles, and sprinkles are just good. And <laughs> and it really is. Sprinkles are not what they used to be. I can remember when sprinkles were just sprinkles, and there weren't all these specialty things. And it's really it's really fun to see what she's coming up with, and to hear about the fall line. And it's it's exciting to to watch her mix the sprinkles too. So. I know those videos are so pleasing to watch (laughs) so anyway yeah we're excited and so bringing up today's challenge it's going to be an easy one we thought it would just be fun to try really hard in one of your cake orders or just in your general baking this week to incorporate some sprinkles and maybe design something around the sprinkles yeah for sure sprinkles really are just they're just fun, like I've already said. And so and I you think could we tell can... <laughs> you could tell by listening to her. I mean, she laughed a lot and you could tell she's a pretty happy person. And how can you not be when you're working with sprinkles For all day? Sure. So, yeah, just work with some sprinkles, have some fun with it and eat them, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you come up with a great masterpiece, send us a picture. We'd love to see what you come up with. Definitely. But we are super excited as well for next week because we will be talking to Elizabeth. Elizabeth Elizabeth from Elizabeth's Cake Emporium. And she's coming to us all the way from Europe, actually London. So that's going to be really fun. And if you, I, I spent a while looking through her stuff and she's definitely, I mean, she's an accomplished lady. So this is going to be a good one. Yeah, for sure. So stay tuned for that, and we just want to thank each and every one of you for 
your support and we always look forward to your messages and just hearing from you and yes and be sure to share the podcast with anybody else you know that is interested in cake or just creativity and fun and and yeah like and subscribe and thanks to Corey and we'll talk to you next week hey everyone this is producer Corey. i just wanted to say thanks for listening Also, subscribe to the podcast and follow the Let's Talk Cake podcast on Instagram so you don't miss out on any content. If you do the challenge this week, tag the podcast in your post, and we'll share it in the next episode. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.